people who haven't experienced it don't get it. It's like, well, what? You're getting another job, or what? You don't like your job again, or what? It, you know, it's just people don't get it. And you know, they're fortunate in that case that you know, I, I used to think I wish this was enough. Well, fortunately for me, it wasn't. But you know, people can just go to work and are fine. But I was not one of those people. I am not one of those people. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Today, we get to talk to Mike Goodman. So basically, I am the first point of contact for anybody that is interested in utilizing services offered by HTYC. So my role essentially is to connect people with the services that they need or they're gonna, that are going to be the most helpful to them. I'm so excited to have Mike on today. He's he's a member of our team, but before he came onto our team, he was one of our clients and students and we were thrilled to pieces to get to help him out and discover what he should and could be spending this time doing that he loved. But we talked through not only that and how that happened for him, but also how he's made some of the decisions. But even more importantly, uh, after, after you hear a little bit about Mike's story, we dive into answering a really important question that we get again and again. And that, that particular question is, how do I know if it's okay to quit my job? How do I know when it's okay to quit my job even? And we, we take you through how to determine when, if you can make a clean getaway or if it's time to find that bridge job to get you where you want to go. And also... You get to find out, listen for this, it's about about uh, two-thirds of the way through. Find out what can happen if you jump right into an opportunity just because it's there. And more importantly than that, how to how to figure out how to figure out for your life and your situation what is the a better and easier way to go that is going to lead you towards those opportunities that you want. And even whether or not something like a sabbatical might be right for you. <laughs> and uh, we even go through some formulas to help you understand whether or not you can endure it financially and whether it will lead you to the next steps or whether it'll be a bad thing for you as well. And then even how to get past the fear that you'll just be jumping from the frying pan into the fire. Okay. So all that plenty more with me and Mike. It has been a, a curvy road to say the least. Um, Boy, after college, I held a number of, you know, kind of entry-level work positions. And then I decided I wanted to pursue a career in higher ed. So I, uh, I started working for a small liberal arts college in the marketing office. And I really, I really had fun with it at first. It was a cool way to learn some different... Um, you know, I, I was responsible for managing a website, which I really liked. And I was the first point of contact for anybody that needed help, you know, marketing related projects. And it was a really, it was a fun role. But then it kind of, like any job I had held previously, I got to a point where it just kind of got stale. And 
while I was there, I decided to take advantage of a tuition benefit and I went for another degree. Yeah. And then when I finished, I moved on to another role that was, it was an advancement in title responsibility and luckily also in pay. And I never really felt overly engaged in the new role. And, but I felt like I I needed to give it some time. And unfortunately, as time went on in my, my lack of engagement never, never really changed. If anything, I probably got more and more unengaged as time went on. And yet the funny part about that is of all the jobs I had held full time, I stayed in that role the longest. I, uh, I started (laughs) off, (laughs) I started off really not feeling not it didn't really feel like a fit, but yet I stayed, I stayed in that role for just shy of five years. Um, you know, it was just, I, I think I got to a point where I thought I had changed jobs a couple times as it was. And I thought, you know, is there really, is there anything out there I'm going to like, and is there, you know, what if I change jobs and it's, what if it's something worse? You know, I, I, I did this routine with myself for several years while I was there where I would, I would apply for jobs. I would sometimes get called for an interview. Sometimes I'd go to the interview or as the interview was approaching, I would change my mind and just think, eh, you know, I don't, I don't, this isn't for me. I don't think I'm going to pursue this. Or I would go to an interview and then sometimes remove myself from the process because I'd leave the interview just feeling not excited or not. It didn't feel like a, an improvement from where I was. Yeah. So this, I mean, this went on for, for too long. This went on for several years. And I would just kind of tell myself, you know, it was almost like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. Huh. And I, um, well, I'm trying to think of what else I had I, on top of everything else. I felt like while I was in this job, my mood was kind of, a, I phrased it like a constant state of blah. I felt a constant you know, state I, of blah. What is expand, blah. expand on that for me? What do you, what do you mean by that? Nothing felt exciting. Nothing. I didn't have any sort of clue what I wanted to do work-wise. I didn't have any sort of excitement in the role I was in. But then I was looking around at other jobs and I'd think, well, you know, what am I qualified for? What is my, what is my resume show? Like, what, what am I going to find that's any different than what I'm doing? Because I think like most people, you sometimes feel pigeonholed in that, you know, my resume states I've done this, but what, how am I going to show that I can do something different or how am I going to translate my experience into showing that I can do something different? Yeah. To top it off, I had a, I had a really, I had about an hour commute without traffic. So regularly I did hit traffic. So there were, I mean, it wasn't uncommon for me to have a day where it could take upwards of two to three hours to get home or in the morning, say if the weather was bad or there was an accident, it could take that long to get in. So it was, I was in this spiral that was just really, really, it was just bad. And I just felt like literally a constant state of blah was the best way to phrase it. 
That is, I was going to say super interesting, and it probably didn't feel particularly interesting at the time. In fact, the opposite <laughs> of, but it's interesting because so many people get stuck in that state where, you know, you're commuting multiple, multiple hours a day and you're, I don't know, gridlocked along traffic. And then you are feeling like, Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure even what I want to change to, but I know that, uh, that this isn't it. And you're struggling or trying to push through that uh, all at the, all at the same time. And I think that's where a lot of our, our listeners have been. And certainly, uh, certainly experienced at least parts of, of that. So I think everybody Absolutely. knows exactly what you're talking about. Now, what, what ended up happening from there? You lived in that state of blah for, it sounds like almost five years, right? Yeah. For, I mean, pretty much four and some change, but you know, much too long. Um, what happened was I, I knew I didn't want to feel that way anymore. And I knew I knew if I didn't take control of my situation and make anything change, then another year would go by and I would still be in the same job and I would still be kind of spinning my wheels in terms of, all right, what am I going to do? So I, I had been on the East Coast. I'm from the East Coast. And I decided after a long time of thinking about it that the time had come and I was going to move to the West Coast. So I, uh, I approached my boss and told her my plans and, uh, I didn't really have a whole in-depth plan other than that, but I thought, well, this is going to force me to find something else and get a new start and just kind of kick things off on the right track. So I told my boss and, um, they approached me with an offer to, allow me to go to the West coast, but I could work remotely for a, a set time period. Yeah. So it, it had an end date and I, I was very surprised, but I was definitely appreciative and, and accepted the, the offer. And so I came to the West coast and still worked remote. And then it was kind of reality in a sense hit me because now it's like, well, now I really have to figure this out. What am I, what am I going to do? And I applied for some jobs, didn't really find anything that I was overly excited about. And then the, you know, time marched by really quickly and my, my contract came to an end with the, the remote work for the job that I had had from the East coast. And then all of a sudden I got contacted by a recruiter for a job opportunity that was in Florida. And I knew the company and I was, I was, uh, intrigued and I thought, well, you know, I, I don't have any other options at the moment. It's like, right there in front of check you. Check this out. Yeah. And the whole, the whole process was extremely rushed. Like it was just, there was very, there was no real personal connection, you know? So I would, yeah. I would talk with a recruiter and they'd set me up for a phone call say with a hiring manager. And then I, I ended up talking to a total of three people by phone. There was no, uh, no in person and no, no Skype. It was all by phone. And then it was just, it was very quick. I think in the period of a week, I had the three different conversations and then I got an offer and the, uh, the whole process again, like I said, was so rushed and I had, they wanted an answer within 24 hours. You know, it wasn't like, 
oh, take a few days and think about it. Let's make sure it's the right fit. <laughs> bad sign and number one. <laughs> like, yes, bad sign. And my gut already was kind of like, I need time to think about this. But yeah. then I didn't have anything else. And I hadn't really, Florida had never really been a plan or a thought or an interest. But I thought, well, maybe this is just a different way of going on an adventure. And I accepted the offer. But the whole, I had about three weeks from when I accepted to when I had to be down there to start. And the whole period between, honestly, I was just in like a personal hell. And I just felt my anxiety was just, I mean, literally, it was through the roof. I was like, oh my, I don't know if this is right. And do I really want to be in Florida? And like, what do I know about this job? And am I really prepared for this? And, you know, just constant, it was just a lot of doubt. And I didn't feel, I didn't have an excited feeling. If anything, I just, I felt extreme anxiety. And did you, did you recognize that in the moment or was it only afterwards where it, that was really apparent to you? Like what was, what was I going knew on in the moment time? I was anxious because I, I wasn't sleeping well and I was just kind of like, but I was unsure, but I thought, you know what? It's nerves. And when I get there, it's going to be better. So I just, I thought like, see this through and see where it goes and, you know, allow myself to get there and then, you know, just kind of absorb it and, you know, things will feel better once I arrive. Uh, Normally that's the case when I have, you know, felt uncertain about other things and they've unfolded. But unfortunately, this situation, uh, things didn't get better. So I had had these three interviews while I was talking with this company. And so three weeks later, when I went down to start of the three people, um, one had left the company, one had moved into another role. And then I was going to be working for someone who had just started, who I never talked to. It was just, you know, it was like red flag number 500. (laughs) And, um, but by then, you know, I was there and luckily, uh, I had some family in the area, so at least I, I knew people and I had like a, a local support. And it just, I remember saying the first week I was in the, like a training and I remember thinking then like the dots just weren't connecting. And I was saying, I said something and I, you know, I just didn't understand. And it just never, it never came together. And I felt the anxiety also was just kind of like, oh man, what am I going to do? Because here I left this job that I had been in that I wasn't happy with, that I'd been at for years. And now I'm at one that I can't even tolerate. You know, here I was, the job that I had had, I tolerated. But this job, it was um, it was literally just going from the frying pan to the fire. It's almost and, like total worst nightmare come true in some ways, because <laughs> that's one of the reasons that you stay in those types of roles that are blah for so long. It's like, well, what exactly this might not be any better. It might be way worse. And, And, you know, looking back at it, the signs were there that it wasn't going to be the right fit. But I think because of the fear of not having a job or not having anything lined up, I jumped. But even then after jumping, I thought, Oh, you know, I don't know if this, this wasn't the right choice. So anyway, I went and I was down there. And literally had zero support at the job in terms of, you know, someone to ask questions to or resources or anything. And 
after I didn't, I didn't even make it at the job eight weeks. I made it just maybe six or seven. And I just decided, you know what, there was a lot more in between, but I just decided no job is worth this. And I, I've, I don't, this is not a direction that I want to pursue. And I am just going to cut my losses. And I remember saying to my uh, family down there, I just, I just want to pretend like this never happened and wipe the slate clean. So I did. I, uh, I showed up at the office one day and turned in my computer and I just said, today's my last day. And I left. What, what, and I was, that, back. what was that like? Because I think so many of us think about doing that. In one way or another, very few it, of us have it, that experience. You know what? I, it, I felt good because it, if it, I made the decision in my mind, and then being able to go and kind of unload my gear, so to say, so you know, like my computer and any sort of their property, um, I turned it in. I sent a letter, my because my the person who was my boss was really never around. So when I went, I just, you know, submitted a letter and then I went and turned in my computer and then I stopped in the break room. I grabbed a soda and I walked out. <laughs> I decided this is, uh, <laughs> this is it. And I felt, you know what? I felt, I knew I was going to have challenges ahead, but I knew that I was making the right decision because staying in a job that literally just made me feel ill was not ever going to do anything right for me. So I needed to figure out what was going to do something right and pursue that rather than staying in, you know, it's like a puzzle piece that didn't fit. Yeah. Yeah. We've, (laughs) we've used the puzzle analogy more than a few times in our, our business, but certainly when the puzzle is not fitting in any way whatsoever, and you're, you're, you've already tried hard to make it fit, then sometimes it's impossible and sometimes the change is needed. I exactly. So not everybody has had that experience of quitting a job without something else lined up. I've done that. You've done that. And a host of other people have done that. But most of the, that's only a small portion of the, of the world. And this is a question we get on a regular basis. In fact, uh, we, we recently had a listener that had sent in a question Hello, this is Lauren in Alexandria, Virginia, dialing in with my question previously submitted on Facebook. The question is, HTYC seems to discourage quitting a job that isn't working before you've landed one that feels right. But I would love to hear an interview with someone who took an intentional break between jobs without the next thing lined up. After a couple of years of constantly thinking about career change, pursuing side projects, and trying to set myself up for the next thing, I feel depleted of creative energy. My instinct is to take a life sabbatical for about three months to restore and deeply evaluate what I want. Yet, I haven't heard any role models on HTYC say, it's okay to give yourself permission to let go and regroup. It might even be the wiser choice in the long run. Thanks so much for considering my question and look forward to hearing your views. And that is what I'd love to dig into with you for a bit here, because the reality is your decision might not be right for everyone, but it was certainly right for you, right? Yeah, it was what I needed to do. You know, when I left, when I left the job that I had been at for several years, I never... You know, I think a lot of people can relate to this too, but between a long commute 
and days of just total non-stimulation yeah. and, you know, unengagement, I wouldn't feel energized to go home or take a weekend and be like, I'm going to figure out what I want to do and like what my next move is going to be. I would just kind of be, again, like I was, like I said, the, the constant blah, you know, I would just kind of be like, oh, I'm not there. So I'm going to enjoy my time, but I'm not going to think about anything because I don't know. And that's just going to make me more upset. <laughs> and, um, but then I got to a point where I just thought, what, I can't keep moving forward like this. And if I have, if I'm going to be working until I'm 65 to 70 years old, I, I can't, I don't want to waste my whole life being blah. You know, I don't want to be, yeah. I don't want to be counting down the weeks and the months and, uh, you know, just waiting, passing, life was just passing me by. And I knew if I didn't take a stand and change something, it wasn't going to change. Another year would go by and I'd still be at the same job in the same boat, feeling the same way. So I, I guess what I did in that sense was I, uh, I jumped, I jumped head first into the pool cause I just knew, all right, I'm, I'm doing something, but, uh, I, I know if I stay where I am, I will still be here. Like I, I want, nothing will change. And then the Florida situation was very different because that never fit from the get go. And that just never felt right. And I didn't, I didn't want to be there. And I knew, I knew at that point I was fortunate that I had support of, of family and friends. And I said, you know, I just, I need to take some time and decompress from all this and figure out what is going to be the right fit and what is going to be, you know, the right move for me, because again, working another 30 to 40 years in a situation that I'm not happy with, life is too short. And I don't want, I don't want to look back at my life and think I had the chance to make a change and I didn't. Making moves for avoiding regret is probably one of the, one of the times where it's actually okay to avoid something. So this is, this is super interesting. And there's a couple areas where I'd love to really go into deep. One, I want to make sure that we're leaving everyone with some ideas of when it's okay, when it's a good idea to quit your job, especially when you don't have something else lined up. And sure. yeah, I will sprinkle those in along the way here too. But I also think that all of us, and you and I had this conversation the other day when we were talking about, when we were talking about creating this episode and, and bringing you on here, but what we think it's going to be like after we quit and what it's actually like after we quit are, are very different. Yeah. Are often, often very different. And we, <laughs> we've pretty well proven again and again that we as uh, as human beings are terrible at, uh, terrible at anticipating the future and what things are actually going to be like in the experience versus what we perceive in advance uh, before it ever comes time. So I'm, what I'd love for you to do, and I'm super curious, and I can, I can help share some experiences when I quit too without having something else lined up. But what was that like for you? What, what took place? What, what did you, what was similar to what you expected? What was far better, far worse? It's, oh, you know, there were, there were good days and there were bad days. Luckily, luckily there were more good, um, you know, because I would, I would 
you know, take some time and kind of explore different options, explore opportunities. And then I'd start seeing things and I'd feel a sense of excitement and hope. Yeah. And that made me feel better. But then there are days where I felt like nothing's happening. I'm not doing anything. I don't have any, I don't have anything lined up and, you know, feeling almost more of a sense of, I guess, almost despair, I'd say, just feeling down. But then when I would have those days, I would think about specifically the Florida job and the Florida office. And I would think, you know what, this is all going to work out. And I would rather be in this spot now than being back there. And that would make me feel better. That is, that's really interesting. And I I think that's one of the things that people need to consider before they're making a move like this and leaving a, leaving a role blah or not Mm -hmm. and really understanding the full impact or at least attempting to understand the full impact. Absolutely. You know, what, (laughs) what is, what is driving this in, in the first place? And in, and what are, what are some of the real impacts too? And in your case, like that Florida role was having mm-hmm. real physical impacts on you. It was causing yes. anxiety and it was, it, it was making your, you know, it was making your life a living I was hell. A mess, what was that like? For yeah. lack of a better word, I was an absolute mess. <laughs> and I just knew, I'm like, you know what? I didn't leave. I did not leave the last role to come to something even worse. And I was like, I know there's something better out there. And, you know, looking back in hindsight, like if I was ever put in that situation again, where I felt rushed and I wasn't sure that it was the right move or the right opportunity, I wouldn't do it. And, you know, it was definitely a learning experience. And I think it came at a time when I needed the lesson. Um, but again, I would, I would never, I would never put myself in a situation like that again, because no, no job or anything that makes you feel ill or just sick or just, you know, just does not make you feel good is worth it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that, that's what I had for my first, first professional job experience straight out of college, that same feeling, also the same commute whereas multiple hours in the car and you're mm-hmm. looking at, uh, looking at the people next to you and they don't look that happy either. And and then you're thinking the entire time, like, I don't even like this job. Like, why am I, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> what am yeah. I doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. And so totally understand on that. Yeah. I, what I, what I think people experience though, is they experience either what you experienced where it's like, Hey, this is completely blah. And I know that if I don't do something, then I'm going to be here for a long period of time. The other side of it is I think what what I experienced too, where I got myself into a situation where it was like, look, anything has to be better than this. Anything mm-hmm. has to be better than this. And it's a, a little bit of a case of distorted grass is greener uh, and thinking that, hey, any situation will absolutely be better. And it became a situation of me wanting to me wanting to leave just because I wanted to get the heck out of this this situation. So that that's the number th- one thing I would tell people to consider is what is what is actually driving what's driving this decision in the first place? And Definitely. specifically, are you running to something 
versus running away from something. And if you're just purely running away from something, that's going to make it a bad decision. Like in my case, right. I was I I was running away from something. I would have, you know, would have absolutely been uh, had I left when I first wanted to, I would have 100% been running away from something. And in your case, uh, I would say that that, that actually wasn't, wasn't true. Um, which, which I think is part of the reason why it made it better for, for you, you, it wasn't a rash decision the first time. I mean, well, on a, the second time, the Florida situation, I needed to leave the first situation was something that had, you know, I think that had been on my mind for far before from when I actually did do it. Yeah. And I think, you know, there was the, sometimes I try and talk myself into staying and say, for example, at Christmas, we would get a really nice vacation and a, a gift. And then, you know, so then the fall would come and I think, well, you know, the Christmas vacation is really nice. So I'm not going to leave now. And then it got to a point where the things that I stayed for or that I would talk myself into staying for were no longer enough. <laughs> like, you know, it was a two, what's a two week vacation? Yeah, it was great. But what is, if the other 50 weeks of the year are not good, then <laughs> it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to stick around for the two weeks off. It just, it got to a point, you know, where the reasons I stayed just diminished, you know, less and less. And I just knew that it was time I, I needed to go. And it was, it was, it was past time and it, it wasn't a quick decision. You know, it was something I really thought I thought about for a long time, but then I knew like, I'm ready. Like it, it, it's time. I need, I need to go. Well, and I think that that kind of invokes the second thing that we really have people take a look at as well is, Hey, what is it? What's going to be required? You know, asking yourself this question, what is going to be required to make a substantial life change? Because for some people, some people really can do this over time. And you know, that that's something that I've done at different points in time in my life, even starting this business. Like, you know, we started it on the side and did it from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. every single morning. And you know, that was that worked well. Right. But then I think that there's other other periods of time and other people that that doesn't make sense for them. That doesn't make sense for them because they either can't uh, can't put enough focus in making the life change or it doesn't make sense for them because of any number of other reasons too. And I think in your case, you know, you, <laughs> you've said multiple times in the last 25 minutes here that like you had to have, you had to have that break. You had to have, that. I did. Yeah. I, I needed that time, you know, and I, I was fortunate that I was able to take it. Um, but I, I definitely needed it because, you know, in all those years of, commuting and then just like I had mentioned being really disengaged I I didn't I didn't take when I say I had a week off I wasn't spending the time doing the work in terms of like really digging and searching to figure out what is it that I want to be doing what do I want my life to look like because in a week I was just more or less decompressing from being out of the office and I wasn't taking on anything of that nature whereas you know when I was <laughs> excuse me when I had that time in between jobs, it was like, well, now I have this time. I can really figure out what is, what is my next move going to be and what do I want that to look like? Cause for so long that wasn't something that 
that I had thought about. Yeah. And that makes a ton of sense. And for you too, from what I know about your situation and everything that we've talked about, you had, you had the runway and that's, that's where we get into question number three here. Do you have the runway in terms of uh, financial or other to be able to make this a real possibility? Or is it going to be a case where you might have to make a couple of jobs, like make a shift from one job to another, even though that's not necessarily the perfect job, or one job to another that's going to free up your time or headspace or something else so that you can create a different level of focus. But in your case, you had you had a bit of savings, right? You done I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was fortunate to that I had I was fortunate that I was able to to take that time. And I think, and I need, yeah, I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, please. That. What did you do? What did you do to put yourself in that place? Over the the last several years that I was in the job before I left, I had gotten some, you know, annual increases, and there was a period where I had gotten a, a promotion. So what I would do is every year I would just put away the difference. So I was essentially living off my original salary. So I had put. Over the years, I'd put, you know, a decent amount of money away and, you know, for like a rainy day fund, so to say, or, you know, a couple months of living expenses. And then I was fortunate during my uh, my gap where I wasn't working that I had supportive family so that I was able to have, you know, a place to stay. Whereas, you know, that helps tide my my savings along that much longer. Lower living experiences for a period of time. Exactly. Very cool. Exactly. So I yeah. think that Sorry. that's the question that everybody needs to ask themselves when they're considering a <laughs> considering leaving not to something else is one, do you have do you have that financial runway with through savings or other income coming in or something else? And then usually when I'm working with people one on one, we're figuring out, okay, what is the likelihood of you being able to move into something else? in addition to what it's actually going to take and always budget worst case scenario. I think everybody has a tendency to look at, well, I think it's going to be, you know, three months and I can, I can get a job in three months, no problem. And we're overly optimistic in a lot of those cases versus yeah. it might realistically take a, take a long period of time. How long did it take you? Oh, how long did it take me about, it was over six months. Maybe let me think in my just over maybe more like eight months. Yeah. It took a while. Yeah, so over six. It had happened. I allowed myself a little period where I uh, just took some time in the beginning, and then I thought, all right, I'm going to jump in now. So I took you know the first it was a month or two off to just kind of resettle and decompress, and then probably then from when I started you know, really doing the work about six months. And that was, you know, the holiday time, things tend to slow down. Um, and some, some interview processes can take quite a while, you know, from start to finish. So it's, uh, yeah, you have to allow that time because there's just no way of knowing how long it's going to take. Yeah. And generally we'll have people budget whatever time they need away. Like in your case, you said, look, I need, I, I need this month, month and a half, two months time to be able to decompress. And that's a hundred percent. Okay. Like what Laura is asking in her question, you know, if she needs that deep compression time, that's great. And then additionally, she should allow minimum of six months just in case, because although we've helped a lot of people make 30 day transitions, that's not the norm. 
And that is the that is the optimistic side. Yes, it can be done, but you do not want to be in a situation. I've personally been in a situation where it's taken much longer than what I anticipated. And it is uber, uber stressful, especially if you have. Uh, you know, especially if you're in a situation where you have either a family or spouse or other things like that. And that <laughs> that's not just stressful for you, but it's stressful for them. For everybody. As well. Yeah. And, you know, that actually happened. Geez, I, I probably like eight or eight or so years ago to me too, when I was transitioning from a job, I, I felt like I couldn't take it anymore and ended up leaving. Um, we had savings. And it was uh, was able to was able to get job offers. I already had you know a number of number of interviews in the works at the point in time when I left and everything like that. So it wasn't like just leaving completely completely clean. But there was more to the story too because it was even though we had some savings, even though we had about you know six plus months savings easily and. Even though those other things are in place, it's still, in hindsight, I don't know was the right decision based on everything else we had going on. We were trying to pay down a bunch of debt and that ended up putting that on hold. And then um, for Alyssa, my wife, it it was really stressful for for her too because she has all these people that are that are asking her like every time they turn around, like, hey, does Scott have a job yet? And everything else along those lines too. So. Um, it's very stressful. Yeah. And I think going along with it, you have to, you have to be prepared and be willing to give up a certain degree of control because you can control what you put into the situation and your efforts, but you can't necessarily control the outcome or you really can't control how long it's going to take. Exactly. You can have a lot of influence it, but ultimately you don't get to decide whether that person's on vacation and whether you get the job offer in writing this week or three weeks from now. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes those things just don't line up perfectly. So if you're if you've only got three months of money in the bank and you're dependent upon that happening and your spouse is looking at you going, Hey, you've promised it would be okay, then that's not going to create a great situation for you. So that that ends up being the fourth question that we would advise everybody to ask. Who else has a vested interest in this decision? And are they okay with it? Are they on board? And do they understand all these implications too? So and having that support, yeah, having that support can make all the difference. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So hey, I'm, I'm going to really quick just run through those questions again here for anybody that is finding themselves in this place where they're considering like, like you were, Hey, I, is this something I just need to do? Is this something that I uh, should do? And is this actually a good idea for me in my situation? So ask yourself, number one, you know, do you, do you have that, that runway? Do you have that, uh, that savings or do you have more liabilities than you're going to be able to, to afford at the, at the time? And, you know, number two, why is it that you want to leave in the first place? What is driving this decision? Is it 100% emotion thinking that is going to be better? Or is it is it something that you're able to run to versus running away from something? And if it's purely running away from something, probably not probably not a great idea. And then question number 3, who else who else has a vested interest in this decision and are they 100% on board or at least enough on board and committed to making the same decision? And then yeah, last question is, hey, what do you what do you need? Like what for you personally, 
what do you need in terms of breakthroughs to make this substantial life change? Because it is a substantial life change. I don't want people to underestimate that. Any, anything that you'd add to that mix for people to consider, you know, having you done this yourself in a couple of capacities? Think it through and be prepared. I think, you know, having that support, like I just said, is really is important. And just looking at it from different ways. Like if it's, are you okay with it? If it's not, if it's not going to happen for six months, if it's not going to, if it's going to take longer, worst case scenario, are you, are you okay with still making that decision? Just weigh, look at the different sides and weigh the outcomes. That is phenomenal advice. And it, the cool thing is, even if you decide it's not a good idea, then I think that there's plenty of other alternatives. You can work on getting what we call a bridge job, which might not be the perfect job, but it might be uh, something that is vastly improved and either maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's not the state of blah and you're getting to getting to use more of your skill sets and what you enjoy, but maybe it's not the perfect thing if you will. Uh and or maybe it's a case where it's freeing up more of your headspace or more of your time so that you can devote some time or headspace or bandwidth like you were talking about earlier, Mike, to figuring out what is going to be a great situation for you. Exactly. Yeah. What does that look like? Figuring out the what's the right move or what's the next move going to be and what what's going to make it better? Any any advice on that figuring it out process. Cause I know that you've gone, you've gone through that at some point you began working with us and that's how we actually, we actually met the first time. Right. And that's how that's I got right. to, that's how I got to learn your strengths and right. learn what you're great at. And ultimately at, at some point we invited you onto the team after, after an extensive interview process and, and, uh, and having that, that firsthand relationship. And, and now you do a phenomenal job cause well, quite frankly, we, you know, we like to practice what we preach and put people in the areas where they kick <laughs> well, ass thank at. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, we absolutely see it every single day and we get, oh my goodness, just in the short time that you've been with us, I'm trying to think how many emails I've gotten from, <laughs> from our audience and customers telling me how awesome Mike is. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But as people are going through that figure it out type process, any other advice that you'd give to them once they have decided, hey, look, I need to I need to quit. It is the right decision for me. And I'm going to use part of that time to determine what is what is next and what's going to be a great situation for me. Allow yourself the time. Allow yourself the time to don't jump into a situation just because it comes up, you know, don't learn from my mistake. <laughs> don't jump into something just because it's there. Make sure it's the right move. Because if you've made the decision to leave where you were to find something better, see it through. Don't, uh, don't jump into something, you know, a lateral move or the frying pan into the fire for lack of a better word. Um, just take the time and discover what it is that is going to make you happy and seek it out because it is out there. All right. We have so much more coming in store for you next week. I want you to, I want you to tune back in next Monday, next Monday. And if you don't already make sure that you have hit the subscribe button. So our episodes just show up in your sleep. That's the easiest way to be able to make it happen. You've heard us talk about automating portions of your life in past episodes. Well, why don't you do that right now and save yourself a whole bunch of time? All right. So until then, 
I want you to go out and make it happen. Listen to what we've got coming up in store. That label that had been my life raft, keeping me afloat, then became my anchor and kept pulling me down. So I thought very many times that, oh, I figured it out. And then a little bit further down the line, I realized, no, I hadn't figured it out. All right. All that. Plenty more next week right here on Happen to Your Career. Until then, I am out. Adios. Adios.